stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about stocks that are trading near their lows. I know that's a little bit against the grain. People like to talk about stocks that are busting out, right? That seems more interesting. But if they're trading near their lows, maybe there are some deals there. Or maybe not. Maybe there's a reason they're trading near their lows. So I was spurred to cover this topic, actually, by the recent headlines about AT&T, which is ticker T, trading at 11-year lows. Yes, that's right. It's back to 2010 lows. Now, I know many of you have bought AT&T. I've talked with many people who've owned it. And you're buying it for that dividend. So you're not really caring that much about appreciation. And many of the high-yielding stocks don't really see that much appreciation because it's just assumed you are getting the dividend and, and that's about it. But with that decline, the dividend now is yielding about 8%. So that's pretty juicy. But year-to-date, the shares are now down 11.4%. So if you just bought it a couple years ago and are holding it, you are actually down more than what the stock is yielding. Now, I looked at over the five years, it's down 35% over the last five years. S&P 500 is up 105%. Neither one of those include any kind of dividend payouts. The S&P 500 also pays out a dividend, but I think it's under 2% at the moment. So not anywhere near the 8% yield. Now you're getting with AT&T. So since January 4th, 2010, so I had to go look, like how bad has it been since 2010? Through October 12th, 2021, so 11 years, the shares are down 9% during that time period. The S&P 500 is up 291%. So that would have been just after the Great Recession in 2010. So past the lows, but still the market was pretty low back then. So that's why you got the big gains on the S&P 500 during that 11-year time period. But again, most people are in AT&T, not for the long-haul returns, obviously, because it's down 9% in the last 11 years versus S&P up 291. You're in it for the income. So um, what else is going on with it? Why is it at these 11-year lows? So it's a Zach's number three hold right here. It's PE is 7.8. And the earnings and sales growth are what you would expect. Earnings growth up 5% here in 2021 expected to be down 3.6% in 2022. That's kind of par for the course. Sales are expected to be down 0.3% this year, up another 2% in 2022. But again, you don't really care very much because you aren't buying it for the growth, kind of maybe buying it for the value here with that low PE, but you're really only buying it for that dividend and the dividend isn't going anywhere. There's no uh, analyst cuts to the earnings estimates right now. So nobody, you know, there hasn't been like an announcement of something bad happening behind the scenes. Um, But if you really need this one for just that income, the 8% is pretty tremendous. 
And so I can see why some people might be willing to dive in just to get a little bit of that income here. But how do you find any of the others near the 52-week lows? I only discovered AT&T because they were talking about it everywhere because of those 11-year lows. So I decided to do a screen looking for stocks trading within 2% of their 52-week low. So they're not, I'm not going to get something that's at a 10-year low necessarily from the screen, but it's going to be at the 52-week low or near it within 2% of it. So that will give me a lot of stocks that are kind of down on their luck right here because the vast majority are not near those 52-week lows, right? Especially with the indexes near their all-time highs. So I wanted to also limit the market cap. I didn't want to get the super small stocks. So I limited it with a market cap of 500 million or more, which is still small cap stocks. You're still going to get quite a few smaller guys in there, but it won't be those like small cap banks that are, you know, market cap of 50 million or something like that. Then I also did add on the Zach's rank because I, I don't want something bad to be going on and estimates being cut and that's the reason it's falling so i looked for ones twos or threes which are the hold and that gave me a pretty broad number of stocks and i ended up getting 135 matches so that's more than i would have thought trading near those lows with a decent sax rank and over 500 million market cap now, AT&T was on the screen because it's a Zax number three and it is trading near those lows. But Verizon, ticker VZ, which I know a lot of you also own for the dividend, that's also a dividend favorite, that's also trading near its 52-week uh, low. And year-to-date, that stock is down 12.6%. So it's now yielding 4.8% on its yield. Five years, it's down 2.1%. And again, the S&P 500 up 104 during that same time period. So a lot of these uh, bigger income type of stocks are giving you the income, but they're kind of struggling versus the overall big indexes. Now, what else was on here? So I, I rearranged the screen. So I was looking at market cap because I was kind of curious what other big caps were on here. And a couple of the drug companies were on here. So Amgen is one of them, ticker AMGN. And year to date, it's down 11.8%. Over five years, however, up 55%. But that's, again, still under the S&P 500, considerably under. Dividend yield on that one, 3.4%. Then we had a lot of the big winners for the coronavirus rally. So Zoom Video is on the list. It's trading near its 52-week low, ticker ZM. One year, um, it's down 48%. And I looked at the one year because this shares did peak before 2021. Year-to-date, down just 24, just, just 24. But the one year, they're now down almost 50%. And two years, though, you're still up 260%. So it's still holding on to a lot of those original coronavirus gains. But a stock like this, we're not really surprised, right, that it's coming down off those highs. Investors and Wall Street are concerned that it has peak sales and earnings, and it's never going to see that again. 
So you made your money. Why continue to own it? You're going to sell it. And the shares continue to decline. A few others like that that I discovered on the list, Poshmark, ticker P-O-S-H. It only went IPO this year, but shares are now down 72%. So yes, it's now hitting a new low, new all-time low, because they only went IPO this year. Has a market cap of $1.7 billion. And remember, Poshmark is, according to their website, the leading social marketplace for new and secondhand style. They have 80 million registered users in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and in India. And um, sales are looking pretty hot. Sales expected to be up 25.9% this year. And analysts are looking for similar sales growth for next year. So it's still in the growth mode, but the street is kind of rejecting it at this moment. Expected to lose $1.14 this year, but only lose 25 cents next year. So still, again, in that growth mode, but the street is having none of it, and it's down 72% so far in the year. Might be one to keep on the watch list there. That's Poshmark, P-O-S-H. I also took a look at the real real. Now, I saw um, one of the, the store and cafe that the real real operates in West Hollywood out in California. They're mostly online, so they're an online market for authenticated resale luxury goods is what their website says. So if you have a Chanel handbag that you no longer are using, you can sell it on the real real. So things like that is what differentiates it from Poshmark and other sites. They have 23 million members. Now these shares are down 42% for this year. Over the last two years, down 48.4%. Looks like when you're looking at the chart that they might be heading back to those 2020 lows during the coronavirus sell-off, you know, back in like March of 2020. That's something to keep an eye on. They only went IPO in 2019, so they're fairly new IPO as well. What do the earnings look like? So they're supposed to lose $2.04 this year, but they're going to cut it in almost in half for 2022, still losing $1.32, however. But sales... Huge growth there. Sales in 2021 up 48 percent and 2022 expected another 29 percent. So with these companies, with the negative earnings, what you want to see is at least the revenues growing at you know quick rates because that's what you're buying. Right. But again, the street is basically uh, rejecting this one right now. These online types of retailers are out of favor. Now, the real real did announce on October 5th its third quarter gross merchandise volumes, and it, that was up 50% year over year. But more importantly, versus pre-pandemic year, it was up 46%. So even if you take out what was happening last year, which was the pandemic year, still seeing really strong growth. They saw strength in women's apparel and shoes, as well as watches. So Real Real is putting out some good data, the monthly, and this one happened to be quarterly, on the GMVs, and that's what the online market, uh, marketplace type companies look at, like including Etsy, Farfetch'd, it's the GMV volumes of what is being sold on the site. So that's a good sign, but again, the street is basically saying, no, we don't like it. 
And so you're down pretty considerably here. I might be keeping this one on my watch list as well. That's the real, real down uh, ticker R-E-A-L for that one. And then I decided to take a look at one of my old time favorites, Lumber Liquidators. Ticker LL, they sell flooring and they have standalone stores. A lot of it's hardwoods, but they, they sell other types of flooring as well. Home remodeling's been real hot. So I was kind of surprised to see year to date, these shares are down 39%. It's basically been going straight down all year. You, you haven't made new highs and then, then see another sell-off. It's just down, down, down. But lumber liquidators like Home Depot and some of the others had a huge rally off the coronavirus lows, and it's still up 102% over the last two years. But the sales and earnings growth isn't, isn't so hot. We only have one analyst estimate, though. So maybe they're just not getting the story right or the growth is expected to slow because 2021 expected to make $1.25. That's down 45% from last year. And then 2022 expected to make just $1.31. That's only up 4.8%. So two years kind of treading water there. Sales expected to be up just 7% in 2021 and up only 3% in 2022. It's trading at 14.7 times. And to me, it seems like it's not quite cheap enough yet. I, I need to get it back down to those coronavirus lows. That's when you should have been getting in, right? Uh, when it was dirt cheap and yet uh, everybody was still going to be putting in their new flooring or whatever they were doing in their houses during the you know stay at home and the lockdown periods. Um, so some of these wanna keep on my watch list, kind of just see what they do. A lot of these, as I said earlier, had been the high flyers in 2020, even lumber liquidators and Zoom video had been you know big winners in 2020. They're coming back down to earth so you really have to do your research on some of these if you're screening for the 52-week lows to find out what is going on behind the scenes. What does the business look like now that we've had the initial COVID recovery and there was like a burst of demand there, but is that burst fading? What can be sustained into 2022? Who are going to be the winners as the economy reopens? So looking for stocks on the 52-week lows is a good way to find some stocks on sale. As I just said, I was not aware of the big pullback on either the Real Real or Poshmark, to just name the two. I'm also surprised to see AT&T at 11-year lows, um, given that you know there's really not much going on there. So it's interesting to see it selling off. And it now has that juicy yield. But that's why you have to be sure to ask, you know, the question why before you dive in on any of these. Make sure you're tuning in to their upcoming conference calls on earnings reports. Ask, uh, you know, look around on the stock chat rooms just to kind of see if there's anything going on that, you know, maybe is being talked about behind the scenes with other investors. Look at their press releases. Um, there's a lot of sources of information that, you know, you might not be aware of just by looking at the screen or the chart or even just, you know, Zax.com or Yahoo Finance. 
I also like to see if those estimates are being cut, but I screened for Zach's number ones, twos, and threes, which are the strong buys, buys, and holds. So hopefully not too many analysts are cutting on any of those uh, ranks. So that shouldn't be the issue here either. So yeah, you can you can use these screens to look around for some deals and especially to keep them on your watch list. If there's continuing weakness in the overall markets, a lot of these that are already near their 52 week lows tend to continue to see the slide as people uh, you know, flee, as the street flees it. Even if not much is going on there, it takes a strong stomach to hold on through a 48% decline in a stock, right? So even with a stock like AT&T getting that big yield, it's still when you see a 10% pullback is a little bit hard to swallow. So keep these things in mind when you're looking for uh, these ways to find the deals, because sometimes you can find some, but sometimes they may be a little bit of a trap. So good to keep watch lists on something like this when you're screening for this. But otherwise, I like screening to see what has gone on sale because I like getting stocks on the cheap. And um, this gave me, you know, 135 stocks to consider. So that's that's a lot. I might be able to find some hidden gems in there and you might be able to as well. But let me recap the tickers for this episode of the ones I did look at off the list. So I talked about AT&T at 11 year lows. The ticker is T, T as in Tom for AT&T, just a single letter. Verizon's also a favorite of income investors, 4.8% yield there, ticker VZ, V as in Victor, Z as in Zoom. Then we had Amgen, surprisingly near its 52-week low, ticker AMGN. Then there was Zoom video, nobody's surprised it's near 52-week lows, still up big off of its coronavirus lows, ticker ZM. Then Poshmark, one of the new IPOs of this year, really taking it on the chin. Might want to look at that one. Posh, P-O-S-H. And then the Real Real, also an IPO in 2019, so a little bit older, but the street also turning its back on that one, R-E-A-L. And Lumber Liquidators, also big rally like Zoom in 2020 and now coming back down to earth a bit with people cashing in their gains. Lumber liquidators, LL is the ticker. And as always, I'm looking at all the ideas and issues going out there right now in the stock market. And I know a lot of you are asking, are we in a recession? Somehow the recession question is back. So you know what that means. I got to have John Blank on to talk about it. I didn't think we'd have to do it again here in 2021, but here we are with the R word being thrown around again. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because we're going to be covering all these hot topics as we head into the end of 2021. And you know what that also means? That means I'll be having the shows on what to look for in 2022 the hot stocks the hot areas those are always fun episodes as well so be sure to get them all you can get them on apple Podcasts, spotify we're on amazon music we're on soundcloud but get us somewhere and i'll see you again next week with some more stocks
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.